Well, hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. Joe, what do you want to talk about? There's not really much <laughs> I don't going know on. what's on anybody's mind. There's no news. Nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, maybe what's clearly evident is a little social distance. I like, yeah, I like you it. Back up. I've been hoping for a little social distance <laughs> from you for a while. Wow. There's nothing going on in our world. I mean, it's like a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. Birds are singing. They it's are. Like, there's no, no issues, no problems. Just... Well, it is beautiful outside. Chilling, just chilling. Everybody's yeah. just chilling. Yeah. And freaking out. <laughs> Pandemonium. Yeah. It's a little crazy. What right a now. wacky. This is like the weirdest situation. I mean, in a lot of ways, were you alive during 9 11? You were alive during 9 11. So I was right outside of New York during 9 11. Most eerie thing. It's a beautiful day. Great day, and this tragedy hits our country. And in a lot of ways, that's what this kind of feels like for us in Pennsylvania. It's like beautiful out and right. spring and eerie. Yeah, in one sense, you, you kind of at moments rise above it, above the chaos. You know, we were out mm -hmm. to dinner the other night, and it was like the restaurant was totally normal. I mean, there, if you didn't know, you wouldn't think anything was going yeah. on. And then you're like quickly reminded like, oh yeah, oh. like there's this thing happening. And it's a pretty big deal. Yep. But because you can't see it, at least where we are right now, you can't, it just feels like weird, right. surreal, eerie, quiet, like, yeah. Don't check Facebook. Don't listen to the news. Don't go to the grocery store. You'll think it's a great day in our right. country and no right. problems, right? Right. And I have to admit, because of that, I sort of bounce back and forth between I'll be in a mood of kind of dismissive of it, and then I'll... Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. I'll be inundated by it. It's a little mm -hmm. panicky, you know, and I kind of am manic on that yeah. where I go back and forth a little bit. I mean, even from the last time we did Real Talk last week to when we're doing it now, just the amount of change that's happened. Oh, and we go through periods where it's changing like every hour, right? Really crazy. Yeah. Really crazy. So, like, let's just talk about what are you processing through this? Like, what's going on in your head? What's going on in your heart? What mm -hmm. is, what do you see? What's God telling you? Yeah, one of the things I've been noticing for me is just how this kind of thing brings up vulnerabilities in my own heart, Okay. in our family, in our church, in our country. It exposes. When things get hard, when things are chaotic, when people are paranoid and our anxiety level rises and you can't get a, a loaf of bread, mm -hmm. it brings up these vulnerabilities. And that... It's been really fascinating to see where I'm vulnerable, where I feel vulnerable, where I feel like our family's vulnerable, or I feel like our church or our country is vulnerable. And, you know, you could kind of resist looking at vulnerabilities, but I've been kind of in a mood the last 24 hours where I'm able to see the vulnerabilities and go, you know what, I want to lean into that. I want to understand that vulnerability. Like, like what do you mean? Well, like, I see how if us as adults are anxious about it, I see how this is impacting my kids. Okay. And it would be easy as adults to think, well, our kids are fine. They're all home and they're just having fun and like playing with their games. It's like, no, our kids, doesn't matter how old they are, feel what we feel, even if they're not able to express it. So no matter how old your kids are, mm. there's some way they're feeling all of this. And that's a vulnerability to us as parents. How are we handling that? Instead of ignoring that vulnerability, oh, our kids are feeling and experiencing something. How do we lean into that vulnerability to open up dialogue with our kids and realize that maybe sometimes the way they're behaving has nothing to do with 
anything more than they're anxious inside because they're feeling our country is anxious and it's coming out as anger or disobedience or boredom or whatever. It's like, wow, I want to see where we're vulnerable as a family and then lean into it and go, mm -hmm. okay, what's going on inside? What's What are you feeling? What are you thinking? I don't know. That's, That's kind of how yeah. I've been processing that, wow, I'm vulnerable. But in many ways, like, I think you have a tattoo that helps me. Like your tattoo says, where I'm weak, I'm strong. A Bible verse, Paul says, yep. well, it's a quote of Jesus yep. that's in the context of Paul. And it's like, where I'm vulnerable might be another way of saying it. That's where I can start to see God's strength. Yeah. I don't know. How are you processing all of this? Yeah. First of all, I can show my tattoos on camera. Yours are in places that you don't want to show the viewers, so that's a different thing. That's a low blow right there. That is really low. Uh, so I, I feel like I'm constantly being reminded and challenged that I'm not, my life, humanity, culture is not defined by whatever this is going to be, a, a two-week period, a six-week period, an eight-week period, a two months, whatever it is. It's like, okay. Right now, that feels like from now till the end of time, they're going to tell us we're quarantined and things like that. But okay, like step above that, look, you know, a little higher and go, okay, it's for a period of time. So what what do we need to think about in this period of time? What is what's going to happen in my family during this period mm -hmm. of time? It, because it is limited. Mm -hmm. It's so like, I don't know, for me, that helps me sort of process the anxiety. Like, okay, slow down a little bit. You know, I happen to be reading, honestly, I was reading Colossians last week and something just for me jumped off the page. Colossians 3, Paul's talking about setting our mind on mm -hmm. things above, not on earthly things. And I went, this is what I thought. I thought, what's going on in heaven right now? And the answer is nothing different than was going on two weeks ago and nothing different than will be going on two months from now, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like, it's chaos down here in some sense. But it's not like yeah. that when we put our mind on, on different things. Yeah. That doesn't negate the anxiety of the realities of right now. But for me, that was just like this calming point to go, all right, slow down mm -hmm. and put this in, in proper perspective. Almost like if, if in one sense, all this means is two, four, eight weeks of quiet and isolation. Right. In light of eternity or in the light of a wider angle, like don't be defined by that. That's right. But that's what it feels like for you and your family right now? I mean, in some sense, right? Because we're living in the moment and you're like, oh, this is going to go on forever. I don't, kids are never going to go back to school. And, you know, it can feel that way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And somehow it's so interesting because like time is the same time, whether it goes by or feels like it's going by fast. Yeah. yeah or it feels like it's going by slow. It's the same amount of time. So when we start to hear and our anxiety rises because we hear this is the way it's gonna be for the next two weeks or four weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks, it's like, what? Right. Like anxiety rises. But so what's helping you is sort of zooming out from that and going, that's mm, not that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah, and the world is really big and people have lived for a long time. And so to think that the next eight or 10 weeks is going to radically change how everything operates. I just, you know, that's probably not true. So mm -hmm. slow down, are some things gonna change? Probably. Yeah. Are we gonna realize some things in this process? Some vulnerabilities, yeah. some things we need to clean up? Yeah, Yeah. hopefully for the better. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the other angles as a leader. When you look at vulnerabilities, you realize these kinds of situations expose to us areas that we need to do something about. 
So there's ways as leaders, as parents, this may bring up and bring to the surface parts of our relationships that need work with each other, parts of our relationship with God, parts of our leadership and employment and things that need to be addressed because what it's going to expose is really, I guess, what is real. Mm -hmm. I mean, if in your life, all that's real is your social media account, your bank account, I don't know, what you do in your spare time out of work, if that's the only thing that you're defined by and those things are taken away, like, man, you might dip in employment and your finances might go down through this, Um, your relationship and disconnected from people, you'll feel like, I I don't know. It's like if that kind of recalibrates you and over the next couple of weeks, we all as individuals, as a country, get recalibrated to what is true and right because we saw our vulnerabilities, that's not a bad thing. Right, right. And it does reveal in these situations, it does reveal a little bit about what matters to us because what are we most afraid of losing, right? So if it's like, what about this panic or this chaos stands out to you? Like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to lose toilet paper. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> well, then that's really important to you. And yeah. have you put it in the right context? Yeah. So, and, and one of the things we can say clearly at this stage in all of this in Pennsylvania, America, 2020, is like we haven't really been um, had to deal with serious health crisis in our community and the infection and maybe death of people we know and love, if that would change, wow. Right. If the sacrifice of isolation and some of these difficulties and vulnerabilities surface and people are, there's people around the world that are dying right now. Right. So it just puts it in perspective like, wait, okay, I have to be isolated for a little bit of time and I can't get the bread that I want at the supermarket. If that's the worst. Right, right. Oh my goodness. Right. It's We're okay. Hyper blessed. Yeah. Right. Hyper blessed. Yeah. For sure. So I don't know. This is, it's bringing up things in me that I didn't think was there. Just some fear, some, again, that vulnerability like, wow, why am I feeling this way? And I'm just trying to lean into it and trying to go, okay, God, I'm inviting you into this vulnerability, yep. into the season. And that, I think that's it right there is like, and that's what we can say is like, Process what you're processing, what's in your heart, what's in your head. Talk about it. Talk with God about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, and I don't journal, but this is like, this is the stuff that it's, this is what's going on inside me. I'm feeling certain things. It's like, I actually got up this morning and thought, you know what? I actually probably should start writing some of this down because it's bringing up in me things I didn't realize were there. And I want to lean into that. I don't want to walk away from that or hit the pause button and say, I don't want to think about that. Like, no, walk right into it and deal with it and bring it to God and talk to people about it. I think you're going to emerge stronger by doing that. Well, obviously, we're probably going to keep talking about this some here on Real Talk because it's not really going to go away. Yep. And we want to hear comments. I mean, I think as you're watching this, if there's things you would like us to address, put the comment in. We'd love to talk about in a real way, things that you're thinking and feeling, if we can address them and help you and encourage you through this process, we absolutely want to. Thanks so much for joining us on Real Talk. Yep. See you next time.